Hey everybody, welcome to After the Movies. I'm here with my good friends Will and Mariah, and today we're going to be talking about the movie Puss in Boots that we just talked about on Sunday for our At The Movie series. So thanks for being a part of this and being here with me, guys. Stuck to be here. All right, we're just going to talk and we're going to hang out. We're yeah. going to try and figure out some of the things that we learned from this uh, and how we can dig in a little bit deeper into the story. One of the things that we've been saying during the At The Movie series is how these films, these stories, they have a way of connecting with our hearts, which ultimately speaks to the way God's designed us. And so it says something about God, too. And so that's kind of what we're trying to unpack each week. So quick summary about what happened in Puss in Boots. I'm going to read for you guys. So cats, famously, they have nine lives, right? And Puss in Boots, he lives his life frivolously to the point where he loses eight of his lives. And now he's on his last life, desperately trying to escape the inevitability of death coming after him. And so his first attempt of escaping death, he goes and hides essentially in a retirement home for cats, right? <laughs> Which is probably worse than, than death itself. It turned out to be worse. So... The only solution that he finds is finding the wishing star so he could wish to get his life's back. So he goes through this ridiculous journey with his friends, uh, Kitty Softpaws and little dog named Perito, who's kind of ridiculous <laughs> also. And then gets all odds and all adversaries. Uh, they go get his wish. But in the final moment, he gives up his wish and chooses friendship and love and faces his biggest fear alongside with his friends. So that's kind of the basic uh, premise of the movie so i'll kick it off for you guys i'll share a little bit too but what stood out to you all what did you learn from this movie well, i go first no, you can go. Well, all right cool <laughs> well i i could talk about this movie like all day um actually it's really funny uh, i've been sharing with a lot of people that um when we first were talking about this whole concept of, of puss in boots like being a movie that we that, that was like worth checking out for this purpose i was kind of going um i'm Okay, DreamWorks is cool, like Shrek and all that stuff. But I was like, eh, it's not like it's like this is this could be sacrilegious, but it's like uh, it's not Pixar, you know. Yeah. So so I was a little bit kind of going, I don't know what am I going to expect. It's going to be a bunch of slapsticky whatever. But actually, my buddy Tim here, he, he was like, no, dude, you got to check out this movie. So my wife and I sat there. We went through a whole variety of movies on our date night, going, what do we want to watch? And after a whole bunch of times we went, we settled on, you know what? Let's go check out Puss in Boots. And to our incredible surprise and my wife's surprise, we watched it and we were both like, this was a really freaking cool movie. Like it hit. The thing that I liked about it is that it hit um, it hit the slapstick. Sure. Because and Antonio Banderas killed it as, as Puss in Boots. His <laughs> yeah. like just everything about him was fantastic. But um they had all the fun stuff that kids can access. They have kind of the gritty like humor stuff that maybe like like teenagers and, and and other people who enjoy that like can access. But then there was this really deep meaning, the whole like death hunting him thing. So for me, it was the whole package of how it all combined was that stood out to me as, as a big highlight. Yeah, I was the same. I was not going to watch this movie, even even though we're doing it, we were doing it for movie night, all this stuff. I was not going to watch this movie. And then when Tim was like, "Oh, let's do this," I was I'm like, so okay. glad you guys are here to do this with me. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to watch the movie. <laughs> so I was like, "Oh Lord!" So when I sat down to watch it, but it was really good. It kept me in there. I think one of my favorite parts. What gets me? Like I'm not like a horror or scary person, but suspense gets me. And I think mm, death following good. him throughout the whole movie. Like every time his eyes popped in, I was oh, like, that was <laughs> sick, right? Yeah. Like the, how they would just show up. Like yeah. I just remember the the, the wood scene. 
and like the trees kind of like if y'all haven't seen the movie you gotta go check it out this mm-hmm. isn't like we're not being sponsored by DreamWorks <laughs> but like DreamWorks you guys did a good yet. job with this yet <laughs> this was uh, this, this was really good like when yeah. he goes through the woods and it goes to the silhouette of the trees and it's just the red like yeah, that uh, uh. Like, I was like oh that's some good editing <laughs> yeah yeah so there's there's a part of me uh, the story to me that kind of stood out which was how um that like I felt like I could relate with where he probably knows that he's not living his life in the best way that he could be living mm. it. And he's like allowing himself to do all these crazy things. And then comes a point where he's got this realization that like death is coming yeah. essentially literally and figuratively for him. Um, and so he, he knows that he needs to have a change in perspective and he has like this wake up call, even though he probably had that awareness before Have you guys ever had that experience, like, Something had to happen for you to like just switch gears mm-hmm. with your mm-hmm. life. Oh yeah, I say yeah. I think a lot of people live like that. I think we live in this world that we don't realize that we're not mortal. Is immortal? Which one is the one that you? Mm. Either way, that we don't have like yeah, yeah. you know thousands, thousands of years on this planet, and so sometimes we live frivolously and we live without thought or purpose. And then when we realize like, oh man, like we have pur- like we're not going to be here forever. Like we all you know die. Um, I think sometimes that happened like like hard things in my life, like when my mom passed, or mm. when I like when people are like sick and stuff. I'm like, oh, we don't have too long on you know on this planet. So what are we going to do? with the life that we do have so i think i've had moments like that Mm -hmm. yeah i I think through also the whole the whole mindset of like maybe maybe um just the idea that sometimes there are things that happen in our lives that maybe we're guilty of that we know we need to change um it could be the way we prioritize things speaking from experience it could be how we treat our relationships how we treat our kids our parents um and you kind of shove it under the rug yeah. Yeah. because you're like, oh, it's not that bad yet. Yeah. But on the reality, it's it's one of those things where I mean, like to be to be fully just honest, like several years ago, like in 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 my marriage, there was a time where it was if you had asked me, like, hey, on a scale of one to ten, where are you at? I'd be like, oh man, I'm rocking eleven. This is this <laughs> is we're like way up here. This is super super cool. And then you had a baby. Like, yeah, well, this was before the baby. So so it was like it's like oh yeah, we're at this eleven. And then if you ask my wife in the same thing, she'd be like, we're at a three. Yeah. I don't know what he's talking about. Yeah. And I didn't know that. I knew it. Like if I sat there with my thoughts, which was a problem for me because. I, I like to be hyperproductive. I like to flood my mind with things. I don't want to sit in the moment, but if I sat in the moment, I wouldn't be like, Oh, there's probably things I need to change, but I was moving a million miles a second and wasn't paying attention to the things that needed to be changed until, you know, stuff happens. And, and like, uh, safe to say now after going through a bunch of that stuff, like things are pretty wonderful now, but I had to go through it, you know, similar to what Puss and Boost had to go through. He had to experience some of the worst to get to the best. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, something that struck me that connects to this and connects to your story, even though the difference between how you and your wife reacts to the moment that you're in In his message, pastor Felipe that he did on this movie, he talked about there's two mistakes that we can make. One is that we live carelessly with the awareness with little awareness of death or two, we can live anxiously with the fear of death. Yeah. Right. So either we can live carelessly with little awareness of it or we live anxiously uh, with great fear of it. Which one do you guys lean towards? I know which one I do. <laughs> I'm for sure. I mean, I have been, I think, most of my life towards carelessly. Like, 
I, I've been, I'm young. I can do whatever I want. The chance of something bad happening to me feel very low, even though that's probably not reality. Mm-hmm. But I think that's probably how I've been living my life mostly. I think I go back and forth. Like, mm-hmm. I think I, I teeter-totter the middle. Like, there's some moments where I'm like, man, I am living very carelessly right now. And, like, I need I need to be reeled in. But there's some moments where, like, I'm so afraid that I'm not living. Mm-hmm. You know, because I'm like, oh, man, you know, it's not long. So I teeter. Yeah. I I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like in this in the same vein. Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of that there are, there, there are those moments where I'm like, oh, man, nothing, nothing can affect me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's cool. I'm in this prime of life. You know, I can do whatever I want. But then other times where it's like... You sit there and you're like, oh, I'm not doing enough, but um, it's too, the the risk is greater than the reward, yeah. my mind says, and so that I don't want to to push it. So, I don't know. Kinda, yeah. Yeah. Kind of bounce between, I guess that's, yeah. 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 I, th- I thought it was interesting that the movie, I mean, obviously you're fo- focusing primarily on the cat, Puss, who's going after his last wish to go fulfill his personal desires. But then you have all these subplots of other characters who yeah. are also trying to get their wish, mm-hmm. right? Everybody has kind of their motivation on the why. Yeah. Was there any of those that stood out to you all? I think, well, who's that pie guy? That Jack Oh, Horner? Jack Horner. Yeah. Jack Horner. Big Jack, Jack Horner. Horner. The worst, but also a very funny character. <laughs> very funny, <laughs> I love what they do to fairy tales. Yeah. I, like, I love what they do to fairy tales. But I think one of the things he did is like he had all these people supporting him and around him. Mm. And I feel like... I don't was, know if supporting him is the right term now. <laughs> they were his like, boss. They, were, they were his slaves, essentially. <laughs> Basically. But he had all these people building his empire. You know, yeah, these people yeah, yeah. like there for him. Like they risked their lives to go with him. That's and true. Just, strong support system. Up and it's Ugh. like he could care less about them you know it's like yeah. about me like we're all in my purpose and if you're like a casualty then you're a casualty yeah, yeah i thought that, yeah. that was just interesting yeah yeah i the uh <laughs> the goldilocks side story yeah. was pretty powerful this whole realization of and this is totally spoilers so i mean i think we've been doing that the whole time but i figured i just <laughs> it's been another, out for a while yeah <laughs> okay okay whatever if you haven't seen it yet Sorry. Um, but Goldilocks, I love the twist on the fairy tale that they do where in, in the traditional fairy tale of Goldilocks and the three bears, it's um, it villainizes mm-hmm. the, the bears. But then they flip the table and the bears adopted her yeah. mm-hmm. because she couldn't find her family. But the whole time she has this um, slightly dysfunctional, super hilarious, but like wonderful family that loves her. Mm-hmm. But the whole time her wish is to have her real family or her in this yeah. case her human family yeah and the cl- the the closer to it is that she realizes that she had everything that she ever wanted already she was just too focused on what she didn't have that she couldn't see what was right in front of her so i thought that that plot was that was like wow that was really yeah. powerful one thing to that too i think with family which I, I loved about it is because i think in like in the world period like family is not much normal anymore like sometimes yeah, yeah. you have a dad there sometimes you don't sometimes you have a mom you know and so sometimes i think we go through life living like i want a normal family mm. like i just want normal normal i know i fought <laughs> with that but yeah. then it's like no you ha- this is your family Dang, like good. love who's there and so i thought about that too i'm like oh we fight for normalcy but like our family is our family so yeah yeah, right, yeah. That's good. i think normal that's is good. a relative term too yeah. yeah what we define as normal is completely abnormal for somebody else yeah Right. Yep. Probably That's in different solid. cultures and different countries, everybody has a different definition. So we have our own desires and things we aspire to. Uh, but maybe the things we're aspiring to are not the real things yeah. actually that we're actually looking for. So true. Yeah. Oh, that's really good. I, I actually wrote down for for each of the four main characters that were going after the wish, kind of what was their ambition behind it. I, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. So we, the main character obviously puss. Uh he wants to get his life back so he can live again without fear. 
right? That's his main purpose. I would guess if he had it, he'd probably live differently afterwards. Mm -hmm. But he just wants to be able to live without the fear of death chasing him. Uh, Kitty Softpaws. This was really powerful. She said she wants her wish to have somebody she can trust. Yeah. Because her heart's been broken. Uh, Big Jack wants all the powers that he can possibly have. Right? He's a collector of magical things. <laughs> yeah. right? So he wants all the powers to make sure he can get everything he wants at whatever cost. Right. He's willing to sacrifice everybody around him for it. And Goldilocks is wanting a human family that she could fit in. Mm-hmm. I was trying to think about Perito. The little dog. Yeah. But I think he's just here for the ride. I loved I loved how um in the when they when they give him the wish because they're like, Oh, you're the one who most deserves it. and he's like, I don't know what I would do with this and gives it right back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like that was just that was so fun. That's cute. Yeah, he's a good character. Is there one that stands out to you when I put it that way through that framework of their wishes? Which one would you go after? I thought there's one we missed. The family, the bear family. Because I think that they wanted, like, they were after the star, too. Mm. But specifically for her. It's like, oh, we want her wish oh, to come true. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Mm. Mm. connect with more. Hmm. I think for me, the, uh, the one that felt most powerful to me was the one about Kitty Softpaws. Yeah. With her wanting to have somebody she can trust. And I don't think, like, she, for her, there's a backstory, right, mm-hmm. where... Her and Puss were apparently supposed to get married and then like he walked away on the wedding day, which is hilarious to think about a cat wedding in the first place. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And so she got her heart broken and she feels all alone and feels like she has nobody. And I think for a big chunk of my life, that's been a struggle where I not that I've been heartbroken, but I have like a feeling of like not fitting in. I'm Mm -hmm. sure a lot of people relate with that. But for a big part of my like teenage teens, uh, that was a big part of my life. And then I think that shaped my adulthood, like, mm-hmm. because my teens were so lonely when I got to adulthood, I like carried on essentially. Mm-hmm. So that wish to have like somebody to know you can trust. Mm. Yeah. Um, obviously I'm married now, so I have someone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You wish come true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I have a dog who's very trustworthy. <laughs> yeah. I would say maybe more Goldilocks for me. I mean, I feel like I've been aspects of all of them, but Goldilocks, I think when I was younger, just because my family went through so much, there was so many times like like the same, like I was saying earlier, like normalcy. Can I have a sense of mm. normalcy? Um, and so I think I would relate more to her when I was younger. Now, I don't know. I have to think through. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll backtrack a little bit in the story. Um, when we When we first realized that there is this wolf that's chasing him, Later on in the the story, you realize like the wolf actually represents death. We thought it was just a mean bad guy, but it's actually death coming after him. So it's both a physical representation of death, but also a metaphorical representation for him. And so his first reaction is he goes to this uh, cat lady's house, essentially, (laughs) where he lives there for I don't know how long. He grows a long beard (laughs) and he just like becomes a a blob, essentially, like a non-existent blob. And... He's essentially dying to himself, mm-hmm. like staying in that place. And then it becomes evident that it'd be better for him to take the risk than to stay there mm-hmm. essentially for himself. What 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 learnings do we get from that? Like what what comes up to mind as uh, I was thinking through that process? I think uh, it's really, really important to, to know that like if you if you live under a, a rock your whole life. You might not get hurt. Um, you might not might not anything, but that's the negative. Like you'll be alive, but for what? 
And, mm-hmm. and I believe that we've been, we've been put here for a purpose. I believe that God has a plan for each and every one of the people that he's created in this world. And if you're not able to live out that purpose, you're, you're, you're wasting air in a sense. And, um, trying to find purpose is I think one of the biggest things in life, but like when you're, um, so, sometimes I've, I've heard it put this way, like maybe, um, I know I've struggled with this and other people struggle with like, when you start new relationships, friendships, et cetera, stuff like that, there's the risk of getting hurt always there in the end. Does that mean that you just shouldn't go out there and make friends, get close to people because there's always going to be the prospect of getting hurt? I don't think so. I think that the the, the reward outweighs the risk, the reward of having communion and community and closeness with people yeah. um, and, to, and to not put a put an ultimatum on it. People and people can come and go in your life, but that doesn't mean that you, you, you give up the chance to have community. So it's kind of like that whole thing where if you, if you chose to, to just hide and seclude, um, you're living, but if there's nobody to, to, to do it with, you're not able to build those relationships. Then it's, it's a, I don't know. seems boring. Yeah. Yeah. I think fear too, like letting fear dictate your life. Like he was yeah. afraid, so he went and hid. And so everything that was natural to him, that lady would like spray him with a spray bottle because it like dictate, no, this is how you're going to live. This is how you're going to live. And I think that when you live in fear, um, it dictates like, okay, this is actually what I was called to do. This is what I am like wired to do, but I'm afraid. So fear is dictating me to do like the opposite. And so I kept seeing that the whole time, like when he was cooking at the stove, I was yeah. like, or like using the restroom or whatever, like she sprayed him. It's like so what funny. he is meant to do, like what he's natural to him is like no longer. Now he has to live like how fear is dictating him to live. Ooh, that's so, yeah. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. He becomes a slave to all these things. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's essentially. Good. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Going back to what you're saying, uh, it actually ties into something Pastor Felipe said in his message, which was that great purposes are always worth sacrificing for. And this is kind of part of the theme of this movie where he's at the end, he's willing to sacrifice his wish for the sake of friendship. He talks about it, like when, comes to relationships, it is worth the cost, right? Mm-hmm. It does require some sacrifice, um, but it's worth it, right? Even, even in this case, he gives up his personal security and he faces this fear essentially in order to be able to yeah. his friends. Yeah. Very That's cool. Good. All right. Well, I have one last question for you guys. All right, here we go. All right. This is the closer. If you could find the wishing star, what would your last wish be? Oh, <laughs> I, I, was I was like, dang, it's predictable, right? Yeah. I actually did. I think that. Oh man, but yeah, I, I had an idea of of that. That was with me. I have no answer for it presently, so I don't know anything. Yeah, I, you know, it's funny. I thought about that when I was watching the movie. I'm like, what would I wish for if I had the wishing star? And I'm like, I don't think I would wish for anything. It's like, oh come on, no, that's a cop out. I know a cop out because you know when you think the genie who's like, if you have three wishes, what would you do? And then every yeah. time someone makes a wish, like stuff is destroyed. Infinite wishes. I know. Yeah. I was like, I don't want to destroy anything. Way. I don't like. Um, I don't know. Maybe a little bit more clarity. If that, like, I would love to walk through life like with very like clear clarity. And sometimes mm, I'm like, wow. I don't. So that's weird. But it's like, hey, wishing star, can you give me clarity? Like, so everything, everything. I don't have to make decisions. I just know because me making decisions is like <laughs> hard. That's, that's pretty that's good. Like, yeah. I just pretty. That's, I don't that's, have to ask questions. I just know that's pretty. Good. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. like, I gotta just. It's, it's it's the elephant in the room. Anytime you ask somebody, hey, what would you wish for? It's like, um, enough. 
money to yeah, <laughs> that's the lottery. Like, just the lottery, <laughs> like pay off all debts, live yeah. without. It's like, like it's like oh, it, there, yeah. there's always that human temptation. Like, hey, will my my wish be? Will my material needs be met? Yeah, and it's like, but and, and it just you just gravitate towards that. So I just gotta address it. I mean, like I'm no stranger to to that desire too. Like yeah. I think I think most people um, are are guilty of going. Okay, if I could, if without any strings attached get something that would cover my material needs, I'd go for it. Nice. So, I mean, sure. Yeah. Relieve that pressure and stress off your shoulders. Yeah. 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 Well, my, my wish is that you subscribe to our YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Don't miss the next episode uh, because we're going to keep on doing this, but Hey, Will, Mariah, thanks so much for joining us and being a part of this. Thank you all for tuning in and being a part. Hope that you were encouraged or you even just had fun with us here. And come and join us again next time as we uncover the second movies for At The Movies. Uh, Second movie that we're going to be covering during At The Movies. And join us for our services at any of our locations. You can find those at echo.church. Or if you want to join us online at echo.online.church. That's where you'll find our live online services during this series. Thanks so much for joining us and hopefully we'll see you next time. I look like this.